sound just like Randy Newman. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, do yeah, it again. It was do it again. Perfect. Then I need to be doing something else. <laughs> See, if you smoke some more cigarettes and drink some more whiskey, you'd have the perfect Randy Newman voice for that. No, I can't do that, man. You got a friend in me. <laughs> I can't do it. You want a little Bruce Springsteen on that one. <laughs> a little Springsteen-y. Uh, that's all the Sitter fans get tonight. That's all they get. I don't know. Well, I don't know. We'll see where we are by the end of this review, though, because um, cause, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty spirited. I'll be spirited about this one. <laughs> hey, Sitter fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. If you could not tell by that banter beforehand, we will be talking about Toy Story 4. It is Heather, Justin, and I, and we will be talking about what we liked and didn't like and everything in between. So starting off, as always, we will start with what we liked and we will start with Heather. What do you like about Toy Story 4? Toy Story 4. Honestly, I liked everything about it. I thought it was so great. And this is coming from someone who has in on many occasions said that, you know, animated movies aren't my preferred type of movie. Not that I dislike them. I just never prefer them over other types of movies. But I loved this. I thought it was so good. Um, you know, and it's I mean, a lot of it really is nostalgia because the original Toy Story I grew up on, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, it brings back those memories, but also just the storyline of each of them is so good. Like it just, they make it so creative every time, even though it's kind of, you know, you kind of can guess sort of mishaps that are going to happen throughout. They make it very creative and they make it funny for adults and for kids. So I thought it was great. I think it's, just as good as the other ones. I'm still a little undecided if I think it's better necessarily than any of them. Um, I would probably say it's better than Toy Story 2, but I'm still undecided about <laughs> the other ones. But um, but it's just, it's being well-received, which is also well-deserved. It's just so good. Um, what did I like about it? I mean, I liked the, I mean, obviously the dynamic between the toys is so, it's so fun, you know, just seeing all the toys and then the new toys that they brought in. And, um, just, it's, it's always fun that they, they bring a little side adventure, like within the adventure of trying to find, um, the Bonnie's new toy Forky <laughs> in the middle of that, they have all these little side adventures that happen too. And it just makes it fun throughout the whole thing. So they did a really good job at keeping a really good pace, keeping your attention the whole time. There was nothing really that was boring. They got, you know, their points across about what they were trying to do and they didn't drag too long, which animated movies usually do a pretty good job at that. But um, I did like that. I liked Forky as a character, <laughs> the new little toy that uh, Bonnie made when she was in class. Super funny. I thought he was a really good dynamic into the the new group of toys going on and the fact that he just like kept jumping out and wanting to go back to the trash and calling everything trash. It was just a really funny humorous thing and I, I just feel like they're so creative like how do they come up with things like that for this movie so yeah I really enjoyed that and um, I did like that they kind of made Bo Peep a little bit like more hardcore in this <laughs> it was not expected but just you know she just kind of took on this whole new life and this whole whole new world and she just became her own independent toy and she's kind of like running things and she had a whole system going and it was really fun to see that and be like okay well, she's doing well for herself, even though she got, you know, thrown around to other different houses and whatever. But it was just fun to see that. And um, I did like that, that fun little thing about her. Um, I liked the um, I liked the parents. I thought the parents of the little girl were they were good. They were well done. Um, and just, you know, the little teamwork that you get to see all the toys do together was really cute, uh, which they always do well. Um, it was fun kind of seeing, I feel like they did Buzz Lightyear a little bit different in this one. They made him more, um, mature, I guess, <laughs> more grown up. And he kind of became more of like a sensible leader type of thing. And maybe that's because he knew, you know, it was kind of his, his time to step up and be that leader toy or whatever it was. But yeah, I just feel like he was a little bit more of like that mature role, like the parent toy in some senses. So that was kind of that was kind of fun to see. Um, and yeah, I mean, just the whole journey that they took to the antique store. Um, I also really loved the, um, the, the rabbit and the duck um, <laughs> were, were really, really fun added into it. They were hilarious. So I just think every toy brought something different. Every little 
character was unique. And even the new ones that they bring in, I just feel like they give them a different toys personality and a different little thing that they do. And who was the, the little girl doll? Gabby, I think, was the doll's name. She was great, too, because you really think that she's going to turn out to be like this evil toy, you know, because she wants Woody's toy box or his little voice box thing. And you just think that she's going to be evil and she's going to be the bad guy in this whole movie. And it turns out she's not. And they relate to each other. And that was a really cool moment to see that. So um, they did a good job with that because you kind of feel for her as a toy, you know, by the end of it and knowing her motivation and all of that. So that was cool. Um, obviously, Duke Kaboom, Keanu Reeves was awesome. He was just so funny and his like small little part that he had, he kind of brought it and it was really cool. And it was it was a fun little thing to put into the movie. So honestly, everything about it was really good. It kind of came full circle. It was a closing up story for Woody's uh, character. You know, he kind of fulfilled everything that he could really do for his little girl or his kid that he had um, that he was a toy for. And he moved on to something else. And it was a really cool progression and just kind of, um, you know, just seeing like he's moving on to something else. And it was just kind of, you know, when you think about the journey of the past three movies and this movie and just everything that Woody's done and how he's just kind of been that loyal toy. And now he's moved on to something else and he's become independent. He wants to help several kids instead of just one kid find a, or yeah, just, uh, several toys to find a kid. So it's just kind of cool to see, you know, kind of him realizing maybe I'll move on and I can still, you know, mean something. So it was a cool little lesson and moral that they threw in there. It was really a fun movie. I don't really, I mean, everything about it was great. Justin, what'd you like? Wow. Well, I'm definitely going to mirror some of the things that Heather talked about. And um, I share a lot of the same sentiments, man. Um, You know, as far as just some background of my initial impressions of this film going in, I felt like this film had a lot to live up to, especially the way that Toy Story 3 ended. I remember us talking about in an earlier podcast, we did How to Train Your Dragon, and that wrapped up pretty well. And we just had such a great um, satisfaction and impression of that. And I remember pointing the finger at Toy Story 4 because I knew it was later down the road and going, Toy Story 4, you've got a lot to live up to because this How to Train Your Dragon was really, really good. This hidden world was great. I'm expecting you to be just as good or even better. And I am happy to report that this film absolutely blew me away. Uh, I mean, man, first of all, let's talk about the way that this looked. Let's talk about the graphics of this. Let's talk about um, just the mastery of animation that Pixar has accomplished with this. This film is absolutely gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous to look at. Like I thought I had seen, (laughs) I thought I saw a beautiful movie when I saw How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I thought that that was just probably the best animation I will see all year. And then this comes out and in the opening scene, where it is raining and and there's just this outside shot of the house at night and it's raining. I mean, it practically just looked real to me. There were times where I really just had to blink and look at things twice and go, how did they get this to look like that? That cat that you see later on in the scenes, I could see every hair. I could see all the details, his teeth, his tongue, like everything just looks absolutely amazing in this movie. Uh, Bo Peep, the way that the light was reflecting off of her porcelain skin and just some of the things that you could see in her face and stuff like that. I mean, it's absolutely amazing to look at. I just can't harp enough on how gorgeous this film looked. As far as any animated movie to come out this year, this is bar none, no contest, the best looking film, animated film that I have seen all year, bar none. You can put anything up against it, Toy Story 4 beats it. And 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 I, and I feel like I just have to say that 
I don't think anything has looked better than this film thus far. So, and this is just like when, you know, you take out the perfect date, you know, not only whether you're, a, you know, you're dating a guy or a girl, not only do they look great, but then you get to talking to them and you get to eating the dinner and then you find out, man, this is a great person too. I hit the jackpot with this person. That's how this movie was. I was blown away by how it looked. I was just sitting there in awe, like how how have we come this far? How did they get it to look like this? And then as the movie goes along and it begins to tell this story, the question that I had lingering as I went into this was, is this necessary? Is this even a necessary sequel? Is this something that is even needed after the third film gave us such a sense of finality? It was such an epic moment uh, with Andy giving away the toys to Bonnie and everything that came together in that and all the emotions in that. I just came into this going, was this even necessary? Is this just gonna be one of those cash grabs where the fourth movie is just terrible and they just kind of did this to kind of capitalize on the fandom of Toy Story 4. But as this film is going through and as this film is telling its story, it, it just about everything just brought a smile to my face. And I just kept telling myself, wow, Pixar has done it again. And I mean, just some of the characters and what they represented, like Forky. Forky was a great character. And it was funny because I didn't know what to think of this character at first. And the previews don't really give you much, which is, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You couldn't really tell exactly what this was from the previews, but that character is a great representation, I think, of almost like depression or maybe like a, a, a downward feeling or that feeling of worthlessness that people often go through and feel sometimes. That affinity to want to go to the trash and keep calling yourself garbage. And man, I come from trash. That's just what I am. And that's just what I belong to and wanting to go to trash. And that was just such a great message like that one man's trash is another man's trash treasure type of thing, like understanding your value and understanding your worth and realizing that, that even though you may come from something like trash, or you may feel that where you come from is trash, or you might be this juxtaposition, this mixture of all these things, there's still value to you. You can still have value to people and yourself, and you can still be valuable. I think that was such an important message in this film. Um, Woody's journey. And, and it's crazy because like, I thought that maybe Toy Story 3 may have been like the perfect ending for the franchise. I thought, but honestly, Woody's journey and what culminates and what happens at the end of this, this is definitely a better ending for this character. Like everything that he went through, I love the him taking care of Forky and feeling like that was his purpose. That's what he was trying to do. Just trying to hold on, even though he wasn't um, the number one toy for Bonnie, still trying to feel important, still trying to feel relevant, still trying to feel like he's fulfilling this role because that's all he knows. That's all he knows. So all he knows is just to do that. Let me just try to be this support for my new human. Let me try to be this support for Bonnie. And just the understanding that there's that there can be more to that that you're that sometimes we're clinging to something that we shouldn't cling to that there's there there can be more to life than just this thing that we thought we were or just this thing that we thought so all of that was great and him coming to terms with that and realizing that and moving to something else is such a powerful message in this movie um and i'd be remiss if i didn't quickly talk about some of the other characters in this. First of all, our antagonist in this movie, Gabby Gabby, what a great and well-rounded antagonist. And it wasn't even like this was a villain. This was just someone who she just truly wanted to be loved. And man, there were so many just great scenes with that doll and her conversations with Woody. And that conversation where she was like, you've had 
two humans. You've had Andy and you've had Bonnie. You've had two people love you and play with you and, and you know, and, and you've had a significance in those two people's lives. And I've never had that. Uh, you know, if I could just have that once, if I could just have that moment once, if I could just feel what that's like to be loved like that and appreciated like that, it would just be great. And man, that just grounded that character. And you really just felt that. And then there's just a gut blow moment where Woody gives her the voice box and she kind of has that moment with this girl that had been coming into the store and she just thought that was her girl. This is my purpose. This is my destiny. And then the moment of truth comes and the girl picks her up and she kind of looks at her. She's kind of intrigued by Gabby. And then when the moment of truth comes, the girl goes, eh, I don't want this and just kind of throws her into this box. And man, I don't know about anybody else. Maybe some people saw it coming, but that got a gasp from me. I was just like, what? No. And 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 they got me again. I was like, Pixar, you got me again. Like there's always these gut blow moments in Toy Story movies. If you haven't noticed that in the first one, it was the Buzz Lightyear making that realization that he was actually a toy that was a gut blow scene. And then he tries to go, no, I'm going to fly. And he tries to fly through the window and he crashes and just that look on his face and that, and that music um, in the background, that was a gut blow. In the second one, it was Jesse's story and how what happened to her happened to her. That was a gut blow. And part three, maybe you could argue at several, but honestly, it was that it was that bear. It was his story getting all the way back to his owner and then finding out he had been replaced. Like they they love to just throw these really heart-wrenching gut blows in their movies. And this was another one that totally landed with me with the Gabby Gabby character. And, and that's one thing I can say about this. Not only did they introduce other characters, but they also did some cool things with all oh, the characters that had gone away, like what they did with Bo Peep. I agree with Heather. That was a great makeover for that character. And she was awesome. And she was really badass. And the life lessons she had learned and she had kind of grown accustomed to this new life, you know, and, and that, that was kind of forced upon her. But she was able to adapt and accept that. That was great. And this really felt fresh, despite this being the fourth movie. And I think that that was just such a smart move by Pixar, because th there was a time towards the middle of the movie where I was like, man, I feel like I'm not getting enough of the original cast. Like, where's everybody else? Where's everybody else? But then as the movie went on and by the time it got to the end, I kind of landed on the fact that, you know what, they made the right decision. It was the right thing to do to kind of give us these new characters, to give us these fresh faces, to give us some new comedy bits and stuff like that, because it kind of made this feel like a new adventure. I think that's what they wanted to do ultimately was avoid it being too familiar to the other ones. And I feel like they accomplished that here because the Duke, uh, Keanu Reeves and the Duke character, like all of these things just made this adventure so fresh and they made sure that that these characters counted these weren't just side characters that were useless and everything like that they made sure that these characters counted they made them compelling in some sort of way i'm not even gonna lie to you uh i thought that the key and peel characters that that duck and that bunny, I didn't even think I was going to like them initially. I thought they were going to be kind of annoying. I, I honestly thought that I wasn't going to like those characters. But let me tell you, and this is one of the last things I'll say, that scene where they are talking about all of these possible plans to apprehend that key from that old lady, that is one of the most hilarious scenes in the movie. Might even be one of the most hilarious scenes I've seen all year in a movie. Like, I laughed so hard at that. That was just great. That was just such, that got such a laugh out of me. And those guys grew on me. I did not think I would like them. And I even wound up liking them. So ultimately, when this movie gets to the end and it culminates, the bro hug from 
Buzz Lightyear and Woody just did it for me, man. I loved how they hugged. And then all of a sudden that hug just got a little tighter. And I felt that, man. That was like you saying goodbye to your, to your best friend, man. Goodbye to your boy, man. That was that was a great scene too, man. And Buzz had his moments in this. And of course, he got to do some Buzz Lightyear stuff. And that little bit about him misinterpreting what Woody was saying about a conscience, that was a great uh, little thing with Buzz and his journey. So all in all, man, I thoroughly enjoyed this. And yeah, uh, definitely a lot of positives for me. And and just bravo to Pixar for doing seemingly the unthinkable and making this fourth movie relevant and poignant and beautiful and meaningful to this franchise. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Well, fuck. Maybe you should have gotten last shit. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you went hella fucking deep in that. Like, I never even thought about the whole trashy, like, wanting to go to trap, like, back to the trash and, like, that being a metaphor for you know you might feel like you're trash or garbage but you can still deep, overcome deep. that and be something didn't even cross my fucking mind at all yeah man the toy story man toy story well on that note when it comes to likes um i actually do slightly disagree with you justin and but i still think it falls into the positive side of things and that's why i'm throwing this in here um i disagree with you on the count of it justifying itself being made um where it comes to this i don't think it actually justified itself being made for it being a part four and with that i mean i really do think that three actually does round that out where i do feel like it justifies itself being made though is i kind of feel like this might have reinvigorated toy story and maybe opened it up to a new set of three like a four five and six where i do feel like they could actually expand upon where the franchise has been to this point hmm. um because one of my problems with the toy story franchise is the fact that they're all the same fucking story when you boil it down it's always a toy gets lost and they have to go get it that's just every fucking one of these movies including this one um i will say this they do a good enough job of at least getting from point a to 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 z the end um of making those feel different while the main core element of a toy getting lost and they rescue it has been the constant and is the same in this movie and it's what you expect in a toy story movie at this point they did do a good job of making some of the other elements uh feel right and feel at home with what you expect from a toy story movie and with this especially the ending of this with woody leaving the main group of toys and going out on his own i could very much see there now being a toy story movie where it's it's just the main group of toys without woody and you know who's their leader now is it buzz is it that doll that bonnie has is it forky why well, you know it's not forky but you know who who's going to lead them now and that could be its own story and then you could also do another movie where it's woody and bo peep and their little band of lost toys going and doing like a peter pan type of scenario where they're just kind of traveling around going from kid to kid and you know giving these kids joy for a little bit until they move on you know that type of situation i i really do like the possibilities to where if they were to continue going i think this is what will have reinvigorated the franchise because i don't know if you could well i'm gonna say this with a grain of salt i don't know if they could do it again with that same story now i thought the same thing going into this movie but <laughs> like both of you guys have said oh well, pixar told me fuck off because they did and then they still made a good movie with it. Um, so they, I mean, they could very much do the same thing in a fifth movie and just say, you know, no shit. And I would have to eat crow again. But with this, though, I, I do think it opens up newer possibilities and all this other stuff. You could have it to where that carnival comes back to town. And, you know, so they meet up with Woody again. And he's like, a, <laughs> like, I don't know, a swashbuckling sheriff, kind of like Bo Peep was. You know, he's more of a swashbuckler, a little bit more action oriented. Um, I mean, any number of things. I think that this really does open up more possibilities with it. Um, I'm not going to lie. I would also yeah, like to see a story true. of just 
like even if it's just a Pixar short of um what's her name Gabby Gabby's new life awesome yeah now that she's a toy uh that that has a child now and stuff like that because I I do want to echo the same sentiment you guys had with 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 Gabby Gabby because that was probably one of the best turns in this movie that you know you had like especially coming from hugs a lot in in three yeah yeah where he was just this jaded angry asshole and you know to this toy who was doing terrible things to a degree but somebody like woody understood where she was coming from because while he was the exact opposite of her he had always had a kid uh he really understood the feeling of what it would be like to not have that and that's all you wanted because you know like you guys touched on throughout this movie he was kind of the forgotten toy at the beginning of this but he was still doing everything he could to make his child happy you know even if he wasn't the the main toy and stuff like that and you know to see somebody like gabby who all she wanted was to give like a a child like a moment of happiness and just been denied her uh through no fault of her own you know um I really, really liked that story arc because at first you thought she was, I, I really kind of thought she was going to be a lot like hugs a lot, you know, so jaded from never having a kid because she was defective that she wanted to like ruin and make things defective, you know, so they would have nowhere else to go, but stay in that antique shop type of situation. But, you know, they really did a good job of making her motivations very clear and feel warranted, especially through the story of the movie. And especially by the time she got to that kid at the carnival, like it was exactly what you wanted for. I mean, I can't really remember another time outside of the Lion King where I was like seriously rooting for the villain. Like I was in this. And I do put that in quotations because fuck you guys. Scar's not the villain. (laughs) We'll get into that in a couple of weeks when Lion King comes out. But it was, it was very much the same type of thing where I just I, I really liked the turn with Gabby. Um, oh my god! I also like how yeah, they didn't crazy. feel the need to go terribly dark like they did in three. <laughs> like three with that trash compactor <laughs> scene with the flames and stuff like that. Yeah, where I'm like, this is a fucking child's movie, and you're just gonna murder these toys like this. Like I knew they weren't gonna do that, but I'm like, oh, that is a seriously dark turn. I mean, and it made sense within that movie, but I liked the fact that they lightened the tone a little <laughs> bit in this movie. Um. I might I mean my boy John Wick yeah, tore for it sure. up in this movie. Um The Duke. I mean he was he was fantastic every time he was on screen. Uh <laughs> and it just it was beautiful. Duke Kaboom is hands down my all time favorite Toy Story character. I never had one until this movie. I never I never had a favorite toy from these Toy Story movies until this one. Oh my god. And I am all about Duke Kaboom. I I'm seriously tempted to go get a Duke Kaboom tattoo. Oh, that would be if you know me or especially if if you if you follow us on or if you know me on Facebook and stuff like that, you know, I have no problem uh, just getting tattoos of shit I like uh, because I did just get a Whataburger tattoo a couple of days ago. And yes, I'm seriously, seriously tempted to get a Duke Kaboom where it's just like the Canadian flag with Duke Kaboom's head and it just say Kaboom. Oh my gosh. Like a little yes. That would be sick. Or maybe some sort of John Wick Duke Kaboom mashup something. I don't know. See, all the possibilities this opens up. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh talk out there that Keanu Reeves might play Mark Spector in Moon Knight. So I might end up getting a Duke Kaboom John Wick Moon Knight tattoo and it would just be the most glorious tattoo to ever exist. Um but I mean we 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 digress with that. Um I also did to to also uh, with you guys um i love key and peel as as the two plush toys um those those plush rush segments were hilarious they truly were they were truly funny um especially how every time they did one it got a little more bonkers <laughs> the one with the old lady like just drinking wine in her tub and like it just went on for forever that was great <laughs> and then they did and then they did the one where they were at the fair again and they were just growing and shooting lasers and breathing fire. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then it's just this, it's this crazy, crazy, almost kaiju-esque scene. And I'll argue better than a lot of the kaiju scenes in Godzilla because they didn't ruin it needlessly. <laughs> and then it just, it just cuts back to them just standing there in front of everybody, just like, pew, pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, it was, that was really great. 
And that's why, like I said, I would love to see movies with that. Like I'd love to see them, you know, with Bo Peep and Woody and, you know, and, and little Carl Weathers, GI Joe's. Yes. Um, you know, the little one that the, the, the guy that never got a uh, high five. The high yeah. five. And if you stay, if you, if you stay, if you stay to the post credits, he does get a high five. Oh, I missed that. I thought oh, I saw me, all of yes, it. He does get a well, high five. From Woody? Viewing, I will see that. It's, it's because it's, you have to watch it, but he does get a high five. Okay. And you also get to see Duke Kaboom replace the the little lamp guy too. Nice. In the Pixar logo. Oh nice. Um yes, it's it's the very, 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 very end. Um, but yes, he does get a high five. But I liked it. It was a very subtle joke that every yeah. time that they all did something and the other two got high fives, he would just hold his hand up and nobody would even look at <laughs> oh, him. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> and he would just hang his head. It was a really, really subtle joke. Funny. And it's just it was and that's what I'll say with this. And it's, I know we've talked about it a lot before and it's what I appreciate in movies like this, where there were no jokes that were solely for adults and there were no jokes that were solely for kids. They were just did jokes for everybody. And that really is the true Testament to a, a, a film like this that I call family films. This isn't a kid's film. This is a family film. Uh, Cause this is very much meant to play to adults that grew up on toy story. You know, they want, they want it to be effective for them just as much as for the children, you know, who have grown up watching Toy Story because their parents loved it so much and have shown them the movies. Um, so I, I, it's they did a very good job of that. They just did jokes. And that's the true, true testament to movies like this, that it's a good family film because they're not making weird sexual jokes that are designed just to go over a kid's head. And for just adults to get, and they're not making just stupid, stupid baseline jokes that are only meant to make, you know, children laugh. They just do jokes. Yeah. I mean, there were kids laughing at shit that, you know, I didn't think they would laugh at, but they did. And I liked it because you can always tell when a kid's fake laughing. Mm -hmm. You can tell when that kid's just doing that fake laugh because adults are laughing. So they just start laughing because they were like, oh, I got it. And you know, you're just looking at the kid like, no, you didn't. You didn't fucking get shit. But these kids did, you know, you could tell like whenever they did the whole joke, the, the biggest laugh I heard from the kids in my screening was the one where the unicorn is like, dad's going to jail. Oh, yeah. That, and yeah. <laughs> that was funny. oh, yeah, because there's this kid just this kid just yelled that line right after like the <laughs> unicorn says it. And then this kid, like two people down from me, just yells out, dad's going to jail. I was like, yeah, bro, we just fucking heard it. We got it. <laughs> that was um, funny, though. Don't explain the joke. It ruins it. Um, but no, it, it was something like that. Like kids just genuinely loved that joke. And I was like, I just wasn't expecting that to be one of the jokes that like really hit with the kids. And I was just like, damn, do all these kids hate their fathers? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, go ahead, Justin. Oh, and I was just going to say, um, uh, and about that scene, wasn't that like, it was funny and it was a funny joke, but wasn't that like great foreshadowing? Like the fact that he said that towards the middle of the film and everybody's just like, yeah, what are you talking about? And then the fact that that actually happens. And there was a lot of that in this movie. Like um, even at the beginning, when Bonnie removes the sheriff badge from Woody and gives it to Jesse, that was foreshadowing that he's not going to be the guy anymore. Like, you know, there was just a lot of that in this film that was just great. And I'm a sucker for foreshadowing. So you just reminded me of that. Yeah, that's true. And and, and the final thing I want to touch on um, really is how fucking gorgeous this movie looked. Yeah. Like, I know our standards for CGI animation at this point are very, very high up there. But go watch the first Toy Story and then watch this. Like. That shit, like this movie looks, makes the first Toy Story look like it was made on a fucking Super Nintendo. Yep. <laughs> like, I am not trying to rag on the first movie at all. I think it is an all-time classic movie. But just look at this one and look at that one. And, and it is just leaps and bounds better. I mean, and it should be. It's been like, what, 30-something years? I don't know. It's been a stupid amount of time. Like and it's 20, not 30 years. I, I understand that. Don't Don't at me. I know. Yeah, but it's been a stupid amount of time, but it's dear God, those movies are vastly different. I remember that back in the day, Pixar was very limited with how much they actually showed people in their movies because 
they couldn't do people that well. I mean, look at Sid. Sid does not actually look that good in that movie. Yeah. And, you know, and they only showed bits of Andy and they show, you know, Sid more than anybody. And then they barely show the mom and all this other stuff. And then this movie, they're just showing people left and right. They give zero fucks because they've got it down. They know how to animate them in the style that they want them to be in this movie, you know, because these people look drastically different than like the people in The Incredibles and stuff like that. You know, they're they're very different with how they're animating them, but they fit within the style of Toy Story and they they look good. You know, they're not you know, they're, they're not photo accurate people, but they're they're very much beautifully rendered animated people. And, you know, it just really is. It's astounding how far it's gone. And then just like the little things of just the textures on the toys themselves, like go look at Jesse's hair in Toy Story 2. And look at Jesse's hair in this movie. Yeah. Like you would think they're two different characters. And like and like you were saying, Justin, like the the way that they portrayed Bo Peep being made of glass, but not quite. Yes. You know, like the porcelain. Like you could see the light shining off her differently than the other toys. Fantastic, man. You know, but they yeah, and they still animated her like the other toys. And I really appreciated that, you know. And just like, and look at the stuffed animals, you know, like look at the, the, the plush toys versus like older ones and stuff like that. They stayed away from stuffed animals for a big chunk of time because of the texture. That's why they stuck with plastic and shit like that for a lot of this is because the texturing of the fur and, and, and the hair on, on plush animals, it would be so much harder. And now they're fucking fearless with that. The, I mean, I could see them doing a whole like animated movie based on, that. I mean, they do with like Monsters Inc and Sully and stuff like that, you know? But it really is just it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, it's not it's not the best animated movie this year when it comes to just pure animation. I still think How to Train Your Dragon 3 edges this one out on a purely technical and animated style. Um, and if we're be, if this ends up being the last Toy Story, I feel like this one. Oh, and this is going to be tough for me to say might edge out How to Train Your Dragon 3 with being a final story. Hmm. Hmm. I know that was not easy for you to say. And I do think it's cheating a little bit because it took four movies to do what How to Train Your da- Dragon in three. I still saved it. I'll accept that. But but still, I, I just I still think How to Train Your Dragon is more technically better animated. And that's tough. I just said a DreamWorks movie is better animated than a Pixar. That is the tougher statement I've said out of all that. But it really is. Like when you saw the fire and the scales on the dragons and stuff like that, I think there's a reason why DreamWorks spends years between how to dream your dragon movies because they always know they're going to make them. I think the reason why there's so much time between two and or three and four in this one is just because I don't think they knew they were going to make it yet. Um, but it was it overall. I, I I was I was happy with this, but I do have some dislikes to get to. Um, is there any more likes before we move on for you guys? Nope, I'm good. I think we covered it all. All right, I'll go to my dislikes. Pixar, please, for the love of God, quit making the same fucking Toy Story movie over and over again. I know I said that this one still overcomes it, but dear God, it's it's tiresome at this point. Like, let's not have a toy get lost and somebody go find it. Let's just try to not do that for one Toy Story movie. Like I said, if you end it here, you're good. And you could go to a five. And like I said, you could prove me wrong and all this other stuff. But let's just try to not do that. Let's just try it out. Let's try it once. I'm sure if you did one where that wasn't the case for a fifth movie, even if it was just 80% as good as these other ones, that's still a damn good movie, Pixar. And at least you tried something different. And I'll give you some bonus points for trying that. But just please, just stop with this lost toy. Let's go find them every fucking moment you can let's just try it out i'm begging you please just oh sorry i didn't mean to jump in on your rant i thought that was a. I i thought that was the period at the sentence my bad but i was <laughs> but you as you were saying that uh i was just gonna say um do you think that they could do it the other way maybe you have a child that gets lost or a runaway child or something like that and they gotta find the kid do you think they could maybe get away with that no, I I want nothing, nothing to be lost. Not not even a human. <laughs> yeah, 
about this? Let's go 30 minutes within a movie without something getting lost. Let's try that at least. If you don't want to make the whole plot not something being lost, then go 30 minutes before you lose something. Just let's just a little bit, just something like even like fake me out. Like, because I thought that they were maybe going to, well, I knew that ultimately Forky and everything was going to get lost and all this other stuff. You see that in the trailers. But like, I liked a li- like some of the fake outs of her constantly thinking she lost Forky. Yeah. And not like at this point, I'll say this. Those parents are saints because that fucking little girl thought she lost something every fucking four seconds. Yeah, that's true. Like at a certain point, at a certain point, you would I, I would have cut my losses and you just been like, well, the fucking fork's gone. And just drove away. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, you got a point. They have, or just like secretly <laughs> gone and like made a new one and pretended it was the same. <laughs> Something because that was way too long for them to be looking for a fork or a spork. Like by the end of the, by the end of that movie, when she was like, "I lost my backpack. We have to go back." I would have said, "Fuck your backpack. We're gonna buy a new one at Target." <laughs> Quit losing shit. Like it's just. The amount of losing that goes on in these Toy Story movies is just insane. I lose shit at least once a day, and I still feel like I lose shit less than a Toy <laughs> Story movie. Just let's calm down with that. Um, my second dislike is the fact that I understand why it happened in this movie, but I was a little sad to see that a lot of the 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 side toys got a lot less uh, going on in this movie. Yeah. Even even Buzz Lightyear had a, a drastically lesser role than he does in a lot of these movies um and i understand that wasn't that wasn't the point that wasn't there you know this was more about woody's journey and him slowly you know changing and all this other stuff it's just it was it was very weird to see that that you know like buzz and and the little fucking slinky dog and rex and i mean i understand why well why, why the mr potato head didn't say much this one because the, the guy that did his voice died but it was just kind of weird overall to wait whose voice uh, Mr. Potato Head. All the all the oh. all the stuff for Mr. Potato Head was actually uh, recycled from other voice sessions and stuff like that in this movie. Huh. Who played Mr. Potato Head? I'm forgetting. Oh, wasn't it Rob Rickles? Something like that. Maybe. I would. Maybe. A, a famous comedian guy. Um. See, now it's gonna bother me. Don Rickles. Don Rickles. Don Rickles. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Don Rickles. Yes, he he did pass away. Um, That's pretty awesome that they did that, though. They collected recycled voiceovers of him and still had him in the movie. That's pretty awesome by Pixar. Yeah, no, and it, I, 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 I did think that was great. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things, though, that I don't know. I just I'm so used to seeing all of them for so much of these movies. I know it's always been, you know, Woody and Buzz. That's the main thing. And, you know, in for a little bit there. uh um the you know the other toys have their moments and stuff like that it was just really kind of weird though for me like i said to just really uh just kind of see them like just be truly background characters you know because like i said even buzz was just very much a side note in this movie i know he had yeah. his own you know little side plot about listening to his own voice and stuff like that his inner voice and that in the, those moments did provide a lot of good scenes especially at the end whenever he's like oh she'll be okay and you know Woody at first thinks he's talking about, you know, Bo Peep and he's like, no, Bonnie will be okay. Like, you know, you stay here. You know, that was a very, very good touching moment. I just kind of wish, you know, we could have seen more of Buzz and Woody together in this movie for a little bit. They just their actual interactions with each other were very, very spread out. And, you know, then that and that's something I'm not used to with the Toy Story movie. Um, So, it, yeah, to me, it was weird that they took that chance. They took the chance of not having the other characters be in, in it as much, but God forbid we don't lose something in a movie. So that seemed a little, little off to me. Um, and I will say this with this movie, though, as much as I was bothered by these things, I, I still do feel like for the most part, it really did hold its own and it did a good job. And I'll, I'll end myself on that. Uh, Jasmine, what did you not like about Toy Story 4? Well, there won't be much here. And uh, one of the things uh, you definitely uh, already touched on, that was the kind of a similar feeling I had that you had was, yeah, the side characters, I I miss them. You know, there were times where as this adventure was going through, I was intrigued and I was enjoying 
the story that Pixar gave me, but there were times that I was like, man, I'm, I'm missing the old cast. I wonder what they're doing. I wish they had had some more scenes. And, and, and even by the end of the movie, there was still a part of me that felt like that. And I know that that's kind of it's it's kind of a little bit of armchair quarterback because who knows? And maybe if they were in it more, you run the risk of it feeling too familiar. People harping that it's the same or anything like that. So maybe so I do feel like maybe they felt that in order to make it feel more fresh, because you are getting a similar story, as Sterling pointed out, but maybe to make it feel fresh, if we have all these fresh faces and new characters, it'll feel like a new enough adventure to where you'll go along for the ride. And if that was the intention, if that was the thought process, okay, um, I I can, I guess, uh, deal with that. But yes, I did miss a lot of the original cast. And yes, even though I felt like Buzz got his moments, which he did, and it was satisfactory, but yeah, it did seem like um, those characters were severely undercut. And then when you look at the runtime of this film, this film is about an hour and 40 minutes long. So maybe I'm going to mirror something I said about Rocket Man. Maybe if this was a little bit longer, maybe if it was about two hours, maybe if you had 15 to 20 extra minutes to this, maybe you could have got those characters in a little bit more. Maybe there could have been some more scenes with uh, Woody and Buzz. Maybe you could have given those characters a little bit more to do. So who knows? Maybe this is another situation where I'm going to sit here and say, I wish this film was longer. I mean... And I don't think that would have hurt it any. It was beautiful to look at throughout. And maybe you could have get some of those characters I felt like didn't get enough screen time. Maybe that would have allowed them to play around with those characters a little more and give them a few more scenes. Uh, but other than that, that, that's it for me. Heather, your turn. Yeah, uh, same with me. I don't really have a lot of dislikes about this movie. It's so good. Um, I do agree, Sterling, with your point about the side character thing, especially with Buzz Lightyear. 100% agree with that because in this, I couldn't help but think like, why isn't he in it more? You know, and he does have his own little side story happening with that whole inner voice thing. But I feel like if the movie had been longer, like Jason said, Maybe they could have explored that just a tiny bit more and even had a scene where because, you know, he kept like pushing that button um, to hear his inner voice, which was just, you know, the recorded whatever. Um, if if maybe uh, there was a scene where it was like, you know, him actually listening to his inner voice instead of just the button being pushed, you know, something like that, I think would have been good in this film. Um but yeah, I mean, the interaction between Woody and Buzz is always so good. And it's such a good part of the Toy Story movies that um, especially if this is going to be the last one, which we don't know. But if it is, I really would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that buddy duo type of thing between them before it was the last one, especially because Woody is no longer with the rest of the toys. And I think on that, too, I feel like um, just because of their journey together and everything, I feel like there should have been just a little bit more of a... Um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe if it was a little bit more of a um, or maybe a less abrupt um, like Woody deciding, you know what, I'm not coming back. And maybe it was for the best because I'm sure the toys or whatever, like it could have been like they wanted to convince him to come back and whatever. But it just maybe a little bit more than just that rush like, OK, well, I have to go now. Um, so I'm leaving and I've had a good 20 years with you guys or however long, <laughs> but then he just leaves. And I do feel like that was a little bit of an issue I had too, was how, um, how it, it, not that it was easy for Woody to decide he was going to go with Bo Peep, but just the fact that, um, they, they could have done a couple of more scenes between Bo Peep and Woody where it would make sense that he's like all about being with her now and being in her group. They did a little bit of it, yes. And then that scene at the beginning, which they redo at the end about like he's holding on to it and he's about to leave her and he doesn't want to, which was a really good other foreshadowing thing, like you said, Justin. But I just feel like um, it, there wasn't a whole... I don't feel like the decision that he made I feel like it, it didn't match a lot of his actions throughout the movie, I guess, because he was so adamant about, you know, getting back to the group and getting the toy back and making sure Bonnie was okay. And 
while he did have those moments of like, you know, I feel like I have to do this because it's the only thing that I have left to do for her. I feel like so much of his action and just his mindset throughout the rest of the movie wasn't, it didn't feel like he was done being a part of that group. So maybe I would have liked a little bit more of showing that that decision was the one that made the most sense for him. And it did. I think that either way would have been a fine decision for him, but it just, you don't, I don't feel like there was that much of that connection for me to feel like, yes, you have to stay with this group and not go back with the ones that you've been with for forever. He hasn't seen Bo Peep in what, nine years. And then he goes on one adventure with her where he's fighting with her half the time. And suddenly he's like, you know what? I need to be with them. (laughs) So I feel like maybe a little bit more of a backstory with that, of them developing that connection again, before he decided that he's just going to go off with her and her misfit toys or whatever it was. (laughs) But um, other than that, that's really the only thing because I it was so good. I would have also enjoyed it being longer, uh, a little bit more of um, kind of what Woody was doing after he left Bonnie's toy collection. And it because that the whole thing with them at the fair and, you know, helping helping the toys find kids and everything that was so fun to see at the very end of it. I just wish there was a little bit more of that. So, yeah, I think that that's probably. um yeah, that's probably my only my only um, dislikes, if you will, about the movie. And and you guys made me think of something else. Was anyone else disappointed that Woody and Bo Peep did not kiss? Because I was. I know. I wanted to see a toy on toy kiss, and I didn't get it. I was slightly disappointed. I know because they kept looking like they were going to. They kept looking like they were going to. I was like, come on, guys. I I know you're just toys, but you can kiss. That's fine. <laughs> it's a family movie. I mean, you attack Adult people together. So, yeah, you could kiss together. It's fine. Yes. I was just, I don't know why. I just kept thinking that throughout this movie. Um, I also do want to say one more thing is a shout out to Bo Peep. Because um, it's voiced by Annie Potts, mm-hmm. who has a special place in my heart because it's Janine from the Ghostbusters. <laughs> and she was the original Bo Peep uh, voice actress. And she actually did come back with this. Um, yes. So I really love that she came back because, like I said, it's Janine from the Ghostbusters, you know, and I like that she can have that, you know, that sarcastic New York tone in that. And then she could do that, you know, kind of Southern Belle, you know, warrior goddess in this movie. I really appreciated that. Yeah, that was good. So it's that time. Recommendations and scores. Heather, recommendation and score. Your turn. 100% recommend it. It's so good. I mean... Obviously, I, I feel like most of the world has seen the other ones. Even if you haven't, it's still a great movie. But even better if you have seen the other ones or if you want to rewatch them before this one. But it I mean, in all of the movies that I've seen so far this year, I don't think I've laughed out loud like a whole lot. And this movie actually a couple of times did make me laugh out loud in the theater. And um, I appreciate that they did that and that it was, you know, it was a family friendly, but also made like we were saying before just the jokes where everybody can get them and everybody can appreciate them and yeah i mean but they were genuinely funny jokes so um yeah it's a great film it's a great ending in a sense to this this film franchise or at least woody's um woody's storyline in it if they do have more eventually um definitely recommend it i will give it a score of 93 uh, creepy ventriloquists on the lookout out of a hundred. Justin, your turn. <laughs> those those dummies were creepy though. Like when they would come they around really corners or be sitting in the shadows, they were. I was like, okay, those things are kind of creepy. Uh, it's like no, but, no wonder there's so many of them in that shop. Like, who would want to take those home? Like, they're so exactly terrifying. like they were like, oh, that 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 was great. Uh, all the scenes with them were great though that was good imagery stuff but yes do i recommend this movie uh duh like i think as far as um everything we've talked about and everything we said you've got to go see this don't be one of those people that's like well i don't want it to ruin the third movie for me don't don't be like that just go ahead and see it man (laughs) don't don't i've heard that i've seen it and i've read it in too many chats and stuff online don't be that way that was such a specific accent i feel like that was a certain person (laughs) that you heard that from that you're very upset at right now (laughs) 
I am mad at them. And I know that I just know in my heart, that's what that person sounds like when he types. And then, but not in real life, just when he types, that's what he sounds like. Um, But no, go see this movie. This is really, 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 really good. It does enough to, in my opinion, justify its existence. And for me, I, 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 I mean, I love how to train your dragon, the hidden world. But to me, you, you, there's it's no contest you got to see this how it you just got to see how this looks man you you just got to go see it this is like the grand canyon of animated movies this is like the 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 picasso painting you have to see it you have to see it with your own eyes to truly understand what we're saying about the details and the things that are in this movie. It has to be seen to be believed. And that's just the look of it. But to, just so you can fully understand and appreciate just how far animation has come, it's really a, just so amazing to look at. I can't say that enough. So that to me was reason for the ticket alone. And if that wasn't enough, you get this heartwarming, thought provoking story that just has so many layers and elements that make for good conversation after the movie is over. You you can't help but think about what Forky represents, what Woody represented in this movie, what Gabby represented in this movie, and how all those things kind of intertwine in your own life. I mean, to me, this is probably the most adult and more ma- and most mature Toy Story there is. Out of the four, this is definitely one where the themes that it has are just so great that I, I, you just really deserve to see this. And especially with all the summer movies that we've gotten so far and how some of them have been so disappointing. All of these sequels, as a matter of fact, Sterling posted an article talking about how these sequels have been bombing and they don't feel fresh enough or they offer more of the same but they don't do it in clever and charming and smart enough ways and they try to, and they're giving you more of the same but they're not doing enough with it to make it feel like a, a separate movie experience from something you can rent or something you can just buy already that was a great article on our cinema slayers like page but this definitely is not in that same company when it comes to that. This feels fresh enough. There are enough great ideas here. It looks fantastic. So you've definitely got to go see this. And um, so I recommend it to everyone. Families, it's great for families. It's great for anyone, man. And like Sterling said, the jokes are relevant and they're not just play like, oh, this is for the adults, wink, wink. It's not like that, man. You you will enjoy this. You will laugh at this. You're going to feel something. Maybe not as heavy as you felt in Toy Story 3. That's debatable, depending on who you talk to. But you are going to feel something. And this is relevant. Um, And with that being said, um, I'm going to give this um, 95 Forky Swan dives into garbage bins so that he can go to sleep in the comfort of garbage out of 100. (laughs) Go see this movie. Well, once again, like, why the fuck do I decide to follow some of this shit sometimes? (laughs) It works out for me in bad movies because... I can rant better about negative things than you guys, but like when it's all happy and positive bullshit, like why do I set myself up for failure like this? <laughs> um, all right. When it comes to recommending this movie, like, of course I'm going to recommend this. I mean, who the fuck watches the first three and doesn't want to see this? Like, are you out of your fucking mind? It's, it's like you're, it's like you're begrudgingly recommending this movie, like that you're annoyed that it was good. Well, No, I'm not begrudgingly recommending it. I don't feel like I should have to recommend it. Because like I said, if you like the first three, just why the fuck aren't you seeing this? Like, if you haven't seen the first three, why the fuck haven't you seen those and then watch this? I mean, I feel like there's enough buzz and positivity about the Toy Story franchise as a whole. I don't feel like it's necessary to recommend them. And... And that's what I'm begrudging is my duty to actually have to say the words that I recommend this movie. Because <laughs> um, like, like Justin said, like, duh, like, fuck, like, come on, just watch the fucking movie. Like, get over your shit and just fucking watch it. Um, and if you just haven't watched it because of time constraints, I get that. Take your time. Just see it when you can. But definitely just see the movie. Like, 
I will say this, and this is something I guess I should have put under the the, the dislikes and stuff like this. It, there wasn't a Pixar short at the beginning, and that threw me off. Um, also, um, which that's weird. It's a weird adjustment. Oh yeah. But there, there's not a Pixar short at the beginning of this. Um, but I do very much feel like you should still see it anyway. I mean, just really at this point, come on, guys. Fucking Toy Story Four. Just quit being dumb. Watch it already. Uh, so for my score for this, I will give this. 90 escalating plush rush scenarios out of a hundred. <laughs> um, I do think That's this it. is a very, very good movie. Like I said, I don't think it technically lives up to how to train your dragon. This is still a very, very beautifully shot movie and everything like that. I just lately, and by lately, I mean late last year, there was an animated movie that came out that has slightly tainted other animated movies for me with into the spider verse and hmm. it was just so different and so uh it was such a change of pace that i'm slightly hesitant to go back to just watching normal animated movies again and i don't mean that in any way shape or form as i knock against this movie it's just it changed me and i just i don't know if i'm if i just want to keep watching things like this anymore i'm hoping that <laughs> that Pixar does something again later that kind of changes the game again, because if anybody can do it, it's Pixar. I mean, to me, their biggest groundbreaker still is Wall-E. I think Wall-E, they really showed what the fuck they could do um, as far as pushing their limits to being what an animated movie could be. And so I think this one is just a little bit more of the same. It's just, it's more advanced version of more of the same, at least. You know, they're not resting on their laurels. I won't say that, but I'm just saying like there wasn't a shot in this, though. They just kind of like maybe go fuck. They animated that. Uh, it's just kind of overall the movie is just very well produced um, when it comes to the animation. But I still kind of I still wanted that scene of going fuck. They did that. And I didn't quite get that in this movie. Um, and that's why I do think it's still a notch below something like how to train your dragon hidden world. Because like when you go into the hidden world or like I said, those scenes where a uh, uh, hiccup was walking through the flames and you've got the flames glaring off the, the, the scale armor and stuff like that. It didn't have one of those shots or it didn't have just anything quite as stylized as uh, into the Spider-Verse. And I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing because Pixar does have its own style. Like this is very much the style of Toy Story. And I'm not you know expecting them to change the game. All of a sudden, in you know, Toy Story 4 with this, I just still wanted that draw dropping moment and I didn't quite get this in this one. So I do feel like there's there's ways for them to grow within this, at least animation wise, that I do think we could get because I do think uh, Coco has a lot of that. Um, yeah. And like I said, Wally definitely does in spades like that shit whenever they're going through the stars and stuff is just absolutely breathtaking. And I do feel like there is room for this in their animated movies. And they just didn't allow themselves to put that in this. I guess a good example and a closer one would be Toy Story 3 with the scene that they're in the trash compactor. When you're looking at that scene in the junkyard, as dark and twisted and demented as that fucking scene is, it's a very beautifully animated shot. And this one just didn't have that moment. And I was kind of hoping it would. Just something in there that just kind of took your breath away with how they made it look. And we didn't get that. And it's not a big knock but it's something that i still wanted in this film it's why i can't give it any more than what i've given it um any of that any other final thoughts before you from you guys before i close this out nope, nope. i'm good so on that note guys thank you for listening check us out on www.simulslayers.com we are at the cinema slayers podcast now on facebook we are at cinema underscore slayers on face or not facebook on twitter and instagram we will have a Patreon coming to you guys very shortly. We are doing a slightly adjusted schedule for you guys. Um, so next week will be Child's Play instead of doing like a twofer from this weekend. We're doing Child's Play for you guys next week. So look out for that. And we will have some more video content and stuff like that coming your, your guys way. Um, as of this recording, we have officially hit over a thousand likes on Facebook and we are super excited about that. We're probably going to do something of a contest or something to give away some free merch or something like that because that's just super awesome that we have reached that point and we want to spread the love. So leave a rating and review for this podcast 
wherever you listen to your podcast. Hit us up on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Let us know what you thought about this episode, what you thought about Toy Story 4. And if you disagree, agree with us or anything like that. We love hearing from you guys, even if you're telling us we're wrong, especially me, because I'll just tell you you're wrong back and it'll just be a fun little circle of everybody just saying they're wrong. So other than that, guys, thank you for listening. And remember, according to Justin, Moon Knight, who might be played by Keanu Reeves in the future, is the best picture winner.